Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play where you know when you win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the Zabecast, once upon a time, believe it or not, Steven Strasburg was considered a wilting flower on the mound. Not anymore. The legend has been written, and we're going to a Game 7. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We talk heavy metal, Mike Tomlin, dead spin, and play fuck that guy. Your 45 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. Thank you for downloading and thank you for joining me. Wow. Wow. My plan was to give you a quick five minutes to start today's show after game six, which I deep down in my heart thought this is not going to go our way. It doesn't usually go our way. And so we'll give it a lick and a promise and Tip your cap to the Astros and move on. Move on to Jay, who was recorded earlier in the evening. But nope, nope, a an amazing thing happened along the way. The Nationals stave off elimination in a wild game, 7-2 year final, that involved a very controversial call, a horrible applica- application of replay, some terrible explanations from people who should know better and ultimately Davey Martinez risking another heart attack while getting kicked out of a World Series game wow 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 did I mention now that Strasburg is 5-0 and this postseason one of the most epic runs did I mention that he can opt out of his contract this winter good timing there god I hope he doesn't oh did I mention the five runs batted in by Anthony Rendon, a guy who just shows no emotion. He doesn't need to carry his bat to first base like Bregman or Soto did on Monday night, on uh, Tuesday night. What night is it? I don't even know. It's uh, what a game it was. What a game. Where do I even begin? Holy crap. I'm running on adrenaline right now. I am going to give you five quick minutes, then we'll talk to Jay. And more on this to come, no doubt, as we're headed towards that game seven on Wednesday night. Strasburg is amazing. And what I really want, I want somebody to track down Rob Dibble. Rob Dibble was the Nationals color analyst on television back in 2012. When after Strasburg came off Tommy John surgery the winter before, was on a strict innings limit the following year. And they had a good team that year. That was a division winning team. And the tough guys like Dibble... And others in the media said, you may never get to another World Series in your career. He's got to blow through that limit and push that arm and take your chances. The Nationals said, 
nah, we're not going to do that. Strasburg said, nah, I'm not going to be a tough guy about it. And they shut him down. They, of course, did not make the World Series that year, but honestly, not necessarily because of Strasburg not being in the rotation. If I recall, he wouldn't have been available anyway to start the series against the Cardinals, and the team played bad anyway. It just doesn't matter. The long-term approach has paid dividends, and now look at Steven Strasburg and his legacy if the Nationals win Game 7. So, I don't know. Maybe Dibble has already commented on this. Maybe Dibble's not backing down. I don't know. Somebody find him. Somebody find him and ask, so how do you feel about it now? He might say, I feel the same way. I believe John Feinstein said they should pitch through the limits and take their chances back in 2012. And Feinstein, being one who never admits he's wrong, has doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down on that. I think clearly the right choice was made, and it's worked out. Now, you don't know. He could have pitched, and he could have been fine. But you know that if he didn't pitch through those inning limits that first year afterwards, that you were taking the most cautious approach possible. You were risking the least in terms of his long-term health and his career. Okay, so let's get to the play in question, and then we'll get to Jay. I seriously don't watch enough baseball to know how is that play normally called. It was funny because as soon as it happened, I said, oh, whoa, his glove went flying. What's going on here? Is that potentially interference? Of course, we all went to Twitter and started firing off our opinions. Most people said it was a horseshit call. I'd say 90% of the people on my timeline. Clearly, Buck and Smoltz thought, I don't know. Looks kind of like a bad call there. But they both did a crappy job of explaining exactly what the rule is. Now that I have read it and people have dug it out of the rule book and I've heard Verducci layer his analysis in, I mean, I think I've got it. Again, I'm not an umpire. I don't watch enough baseball to say, well, here's how exactly the rule is applied. There's that lane that you run in to avoid getting called out for interference if a ball hits you while being thrown to first base. It's a rule, yes, but you are allowed to veer back onto the bag in the final several steps of your approach. However, it's a judgment call at times if, let's say, you are inside the line and a guy throws to first and it's way over the head of the first baseman and you are inside the line, they're not going to go ahead and call that interference because the, the throw was not would, would not have been considered a credible throw. Kind of like pass interference where if the ball is not catchable. But this ball, while it was thrown poorly and Guriel made an awkward stab at it, I didn't think negated what the rule actually was. But then people default to the, yeah, well, you make that call in April. You don't make it in the World Series. Again, I'm not arguing. I don't watch enough baseball to know if that's indeed the case. That said, Man Fox did a poor job of really explaining what it is, how it's done, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, in lower levels of softball and baseball, they put an extra bag outside the uh, you know first base line, and you could touch that. It's a double bag, basically, so you avoid some of those collisions and tangle-ups and foot-stepping on foot on first base. And that's probably what baseball should do. But, you know, baseball and tradition, they would probably say, nah, we're not going to do that shit. Oh, sure, they'll put nets up all over the park because, you know, a couple people got hit and hurt. But no, no we're not going to do the double bag thing. That'd be make too much sense. What really made that whole thing was a complete clusterfuck was the fact it took 10 minutes in order to basically stand around. Crowd doesn't know what's going on. Fox announcers are sort of grappling with it, not really saying much. And then they put on the headsets. And it wasn't until after they put on the headsets and stood around like dummies. And that's such a bad look, by the way. It's not just annoying that it takes so long. It's such a dumb look. You're standing there, not even looking at anything. Okay. La, 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 la. And then they come back and they say, yep, the call stands. He's still out. It was only then in the next half inning, I believe, that Buck said, oh, by the way, that call wasn't even reviewable. And you're like, bah! So in other words, we stopped the game for nearly 10 minutes to go review a call that wasn't reviewable. 
and they still stayed on wrong. Like everyone was saying, it's such a bad call. It's so wrong. And I'm saying on Twitter, and I'm not arguing, I'm just legitimately asking. So if it's so wrong, if it's so obvious, how are they not fixing it? (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the fact that replay couldn't fix it, if it was indeed a egregiously incorrect call, I, I mean, that's just replay for you. This is what now sports have become. You have replay, which is diluting and affecting negatively the ability of the umpires and just it's making the umpires and the referees lazier. They want to call less because they want to lean on replay more because they'd rather not call something and then have replay show them to be wrong. So they just defer as much as possible. This is making the in real time officiating and umpiring worse. Then another dynamic comes into play that the league office, whether it's Riverone and football or whether it's New York and baseball, they tend to not want to make their fellow referees look bad. So they tend to defer to the call on the field, which was never the intent of the refs who are saying, well, I would have called it differently if we didn't have replay. I just don't want to look stupid. So the refs don't want to look stupid in real time. The supervisors don't want to show up the refs who are trying not to look stupid, and we get bad officiating, worse replay officiating, and it takes 10 fucking minutes sometimes. Absolute insanity. As I said on Twitter, everybody who is still worshiping this false god of replay should be banished to an island and shunned and shamed. Shame. Shame. It should be a leper colony for the last of the true believers of replay. And there are always those people that say, well, we just need more reasonable people running it. (laughs) That's the same as microchip guy. We need microchips. We need lasers. The fallacy is you think with enough microchips, enough lasers, enough reasonable people that uh, you would somehow get perfection. And then they fall back to, well, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm just saying the really bad calls need to be fixed. And I bang my head against the wall and say, but the really bad calls still aren't getting fixed. Don't you understand? That's what a false God is. Get off your knees. Stop praying. He doesn't exist. And with that, Let's go to my man, Notorious J-A-Y. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie, I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. Mybookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Time now to talk to my man who, like me, does not know the winner of tonight's Game 6 because it finished too late for the recording of this segment. But I'm sure he'll be watching our man Notorious J-A-Y. This is a great night of television, Zayvon. 
in addition to the World Series, what else is on tonight? Well, we've got another episode of This Is Us. Oh, uh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Do you watch that? I fucking love that show. You do, I'm huh? I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. like those relationship dramas? Yeah, I, I love them. Plus, okay. we, got, we, got, we got the Knicks playing tonight. <laughs> they, play the, they play the Magic. You're you you're watching the New York Knicks. I know that's your team and all, but yes. still. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. God bless you, Jay, for that. You will Thank watch you. the World Series game six, right? I'm gonna watch every pitch. All I, right. This is us will not be watched by All me right, today. very good. Jay everybody. He can now hear my music because I bought a new cable for this roadcaster. Thank you to those who helped me figure it out. You know what was missing? You know why my guests like you could not hear the effects and or the sound? Do you? I have. I have a uh, a request. If I wanted to change now, are you able? We to gonna hold on. Me? You got to answer my question first. Do you know why? Oh, sorry. The one simple reason why you couldn't hear the sound. Uh, you didn't plug it in. <laughs> no, I had the wrong connector. You need a TRRS connector, one eighth inch or three point five millimeter, whatever it is, and it's tip ring ring sleeve. And you, you have to have three metal rings in the tip of each end of it because it carries all the effects back and forth from the phone to the Rodecaster Pro, et cetera. I know Did that you matters talk to, to an no- engineer about this. I someone emailed me and helped me out with it. And I'm oh, I'm a moron. Please. I should know that. I saw the two ringed connector and I thought, ah, this is good enough. And sure enough, it was good enough that you could hear me. You just couldn't hear anything else. So I'm glad we got that figured out. While we're, okay, now go I ahead have, with your I have a request though. Go ahead with your question, and then I've got another thing to throw at you. But go ahead. I would like to uh, change my entrance music. No. Yes. I now. I are you like, able to? Wait a minute, I like are you able this to, one. Are you able to pull up songs? Uh, yes. Right now. What okay. would you like? Right now. I would now? like to switch to Disturbed. Down with the sickness. I heard that today driving home and i said if i was a wrestler this would be my entrance song i would have i would spit out water i would be all oiled up this would be my wrestling entrance music wow yes i I forgot how much i'd love this song i think if i start allowing guys to choose their own walk-up music chaos will ensue I have standards, Jay. I have my own audio profile of what of what I want the Zabecast to sound okay. like. This might right, be some okay. crazy ass death metal. Who knows? <laughs> it is crazy ass death metal. Oh, it is. Yes. All right. But this, but this is amped up music. This is fighting music. Okay. Well, let me get it connected here. Hopefully, okay. this connects the way it's supposed to. If you Why say I... no, I'll accept that. By the way. Okay. You know, I love uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. It's my favorite. That's another great one. That's, Drowning that's pool. That's another great yeah, fight music. <laughs> You're ready to fight. Uh, I was talking about what we should use to give hope to Nats fans in advance of game six. And I pulled up in my head Paul McCartney and Wings with a little, <laughs> with a little luck. With a little luck? Now that now that song, Jay, that song is soft, I admit, but it's catchy. I like it. It's a sweet song. But yeah, with a little I'm, luck. I'm, the, I'm on my iTunes. Is it really? Yes, it is. Good for you. I love, do you remember the day that Andy Poland once said possibly the dumbest thing in the history of no, the those spoken were all, word? Those are all days with Y's attached to them. Oh, no. Zing. Oh, okay. Andy said, and I quote, Wings is a better group than the Beatles. He said that. He did, I was there. He, no, bullshit. He never yes, said he that. Yes, he did say that. He did say that. Yes, he did. <laughs> With a straight face? He said it. That's the dumbest thing in the history of the spoken word. He said that. <laughs> you know, people have asked me whether or not Andy's reduced appearances lately are because you have been so outspoken against him. No. And I said, no, I said, it's just, I haven't, you know, I've been traveling. I haven't always had guests, yada, yada. And, and also let me tell you what has been, uh, I've taken a hit in terms of, Uh-oh. I've taken like a 5% hit, call it in downloads. And I see it, you know, cause it's very steady. The, uh, Zabecast audience loyal and wonderful. And I appreciate each and every one of you, but I've noticed about a five, per- I'm furiously looking for a cable right now. 
case you can't Okay. Tell. Oh, there we go. Well, if you can't find the song, don't worry about it. No, no, Jay, we're going to do this. We're going to okay. absolutely right. do this. Okay. So right. um, anyway, yeah, it's it just I have been traveling and, and I haven't had uh, time to uh, get Andy on. That's it. So there's no embargo on that whatsoever. <laughs> Andy does not give two shits about me and vice versa. Ah, yeah, that's true. Andy's got a, yep. Andy's got a chin like Randall Tex Cobb, as yes. do you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. You, you he know had what? To name a white. He had to name a white guy. I got an inner voice too, by the way. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right there, you go. I like your inner voice. So, you know what else? Speaking of that, I bought this book at the airport, and it's a pretty popular self-help book, and it's called "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." <laughs> I love who was the forward by. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's it's a very it's a it's a real it's one of the uh, New York Times bestseller books. I love oh I, and I I love the title. I love the premise. I have, you don't give a people if you don't give two fucks, your life will be so much easier. I know, and what what I have been slow to realize, and it's just now dawning on me, is that I say sorry way too much. For shit, I shouldn't be apologizing for at all. I, I okay, but I, I will give you this just little, out this of little. just out of deference, and there is like this inner need to not let let people down or not disappoint point them, you know. Or, or no, no, my new one is saying shit to get it off my chest and don't hold it in. Can okay, case in point, case Ooh. in point. Yeah, I'm 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 walking my dogs. We have a dog park now, which I told you I was against, but I use it. So I'm walking my dog oh, to the dog park. Oh, you were against it, and now yeah. you use it, now you I son use, of a yeah. bitch. I am. So this guy who lives in a dog park is walking his dog off the leash. Oh. He, he then sees me and grabs – because I have two dogs. He then sees me and grabs his dogs. And I was walking, and I'm just furious. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to say it. I'm like, dude, you do know we have – Leash laws. He goes, yeah, but I only live across the street. And I go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Keep your dogs on a leash. Yeah. And I'm st- I'm starting to yell now. And I'm like, then I just did. And I, then I threw my weight around. I go, you know, I am the vice president of the HOA. That's right. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that means, but I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I said my piece and then all three of us went on our way. But dude, why just everybody thinks their dog is yeah, well, the everyone... special dog in the world hey, and that they won't jump off leash. Bro, no. bro, we're living in an age in which everybody thinks that, that right, everyone thinks that the rules don't apply to them. And they and we we live in a lawless society now. And what where, where does where does that stem from? How come that happened? How is that the case? When was when was the the, the line of demarcation? Ooh. I don't Just, know. When when did this really come about? When when did I, this I, I, I don't know. Are you gonna say what, Obama? <laughs> no. No. Thanks, Obama. No. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, that would be a typical I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like when everybody thought I you know what? I, I let me take that back. In the two thousands, I will say that. I, in the two thousands, because I started to notice it. In coaching, when and when high school parents would call the house bitching about their kids' playing time in the nineties, I don't that never happened. But I specifically remember parents starting to call the house on why little Johnny's not playing, and I couldn't say, and I should have said it back then, because little Johnny sucks ass. But I couldn't <laughs> say it then. <laughs> okay, well there yeah. you go. Ah, whoa. Can you hear that now? Yes. You got to start it from the beginning. The beginning okay. is the best part. All right, this is Disturbed Down with the Sitches. Yes. By the way, do you know Do you know how next level we just jumped now that I can play sound for you and not have to put the headphones up and everything else? This is going to oh, be Oh, you're great. just going to start you're just going to start throwing them out like King Kong balls yeah, now. That's right. They're like like uh, Mardi Gras beads. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. 
So this would be your walkout music. I, my, my walk in. But you know what? If walk you in. Still, you, right, yes. walk in and wrestling, yeah. Yes, yes. I'd have my water bottle throwing water out to the people. Would you Would you spit your... Uh, would you? Sp- oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fountain oh, yeah. of water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Did you... We haven't talked to you and I about AEW wrestling, have we? I hate to tell you this, Dave. I am so out on wrestling as a whole. Ah? Uh, yeah, uh, I know. I used, I used to be a big mark, but that was... I had not worked out for wrestling. I know what it is. Well, they've got I, a bunch of uh, disgruntled ex WWE guys, and they're doing the shit Vince doesn't do anymore. They're doing Attitude Era type stuff. Are they doing blood? Uh, no, but they do thumbtacks, table slams. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, see? I got you now. Down with the sickness. This is, a, this is a great fight in the song. <laughs> now, and not as good as it, not as good as let the bodies hit the floor, but that's it's a, close. that's a great one. No, let the bodies hit the floor is a great one. This one has um, 102 million views on YouTube. That's another and, great fighting song. Is, and drowning pools, let the bodies hit the floor, has 110 million views. So they win. Well, I mean, they're they're both close. I'm just saying it's got, you know, a, a lot of views, the both of them. So are you Hold saying on. I need to watch AEW? Hold on, shush. Let the bodies oh. hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit Love the floor. I had to pull it down real quick lest people say, God damn it, Zabin, what are you doing? It's got a catchy hook, and I love how it counts down. A lot of screaming. Yeah. I said if the Nats win tonight, I'm going to do a video cut-up of scoring runs against Verlander one at a time. Like, I hope they score five runs so I can go, one, nothing's wrong with me. Two, nothing's wrong with me. Three, and just cut in. Verlander, home run. Verlander hit. Verlander this. Error. Here we go. Building up tension and release. It's all music is. So good. All right, enough, enough jib jabbing. Let's about, get. Yeah, yeah. Talk, right, let's talk get, sports, you two. Uh, no, sports. Actually, before we get to sports, question. I bought sushi today at Harris Teeter. Had half of it. Brought the rest home. Got in my garage. Went inside, powered down for a quick nap before the show. Forgot the sushi on the roof of my car in my Can't garage. Can't eat it. Can't eat it. It's done. Oh, I already just ate it. Oh, well, tomorrow on uh, the 6 <laughs> o'clock, tomorrow on the 4 o'clock show, uh, Brian Mitchell or Scott Jackson will be sitting in. Do you really? Be, do you really? Doubled over. So literally an hour? That's all it takes? It was not exposed. Something about sushi when it hits air for more than 10 minutes. It didn't hit air. It was in the plastic dome, Jay. I still did. It was not refrigerated. Fuck. It was not uh, above 70 degrees, though. What kind of of sushi was it? Uh, There was some orange stuff. There was some tuna. There was some red stuff, some orange stuff, and rice and seaweed. A whole bunch of soy sauce. Have fun with the toilet bowl tonight. (laughs) All right, I'll let you know. Ooh, corn yeah. freak on a leash. Kind of feel That's like I want to. How about? Kind of feel about, like I want to. I want to play that one or System of a Down. Aerial chop suey. Oh, chop suey. I love that one. Uh, chop suey. There it is. That is another great one. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. That had a breakbeat in it. That's why I love that one. Okay, wait a minute. All right, we're gonna get to the sports here in just a second. We don't Plays. have to. No, we do. You're right. We don't have to. I have not heard this. Oh. Hold on, I've not. This one is awesome. I've not heard this yet. <laughs> Chop suey by System of Down has nine hundred and six million views yes. on YouTube. 
Maybe I've heard this, I just didn't know it. They ought to have metal for dummies or metal <laughs> metal for guys who want to get into metal kind of thing, right? <laughs> I'm just sitting back waiting for the for the Wow. That guitarist, Great. the bald hair and the uh, big uh, ponytail. They're a lot a of tattoos. Group. They are. Oh, this is pretty good, Jay. It's pretty good right here. What's the recommended volume on this one? 50? Uh, 11. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, 50. Yeah, 50. Here you go, create another table. You wanted to. I never brush your butt a little makeup. You wanted to. I just got the fader with the shakeup. You wanted to. Why'd you leave the kids up on the table? You wanted to. Why don't think you trust in Oh, it's like a little this sweet. Is, it's like a little it, sweet interlude here in the middle of this what? death metal. Here we go. What? This is a great fucking song. <laughs> oh my god! And the video I is think that's classic my, my, as well. This is this is my Mount Rushmore of. You just named like all the four songs that I like. The, the death songs. All right. Okay. Let's get down to it. You know what people don't do anymore, and it's a damn shame? Watch baseball or care about baseball. Like I was saying, I noticed a hit of about 5 to 6% of typical downloads because people know my team is in the World Series. I'm talking World Series every podcast. And they're like, I ain't about it, man. I'm not that into baseball, and I don't give a shit about your team. It is, Jay, almost the exact same little dip I saw two years ago when the Capitals went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And people are like, hey, that's great. Your team's there. I don't give two shits. Move on. Oh, you're saying that baseball and hockey are on the same level? No, I'm not. However, they're both in decline. Here's the reason. On Monday night... The uh, World Series, or Sunday night, the World Series experienced the largest gap vis-a-vis football ever in terms of viewership. A 61% difference between the football numbers and the baseball numbers on Sunday night. Uh, the base, the football game, which was fantastic, Aaron Rodgers, even though it was not against, if it was against Mahomes, it would have probably been even higher. That game drew a 18 share and the World Series drew an 11 share. Oh, my God. And in, in fact, in ter- I know, in terms of the millions of viewers, this World Series is going to go down as one of the lower-rated ones of all time. It's probably going to get around 12 million viewers or thereabouts. Do you know the 86 World Series, Red Sox-Mets? Do you know what that number was in terms of millions of viewers? Remembering, too, Jay, that the 80, 1986, the... Uh, the the television audience was a lot smaller because the number of TV sets and the number of people in America still raw numbers. How many million people watch that World Series versus the 12 million on average that are watching this one? 32 million. You're close. 36 million people. What game? The, the whole series or just Game Six? Average. Game Six. Average. Oh, uh, game Six. Game Seven. <laughs> Uh, game seven ramped up to like a 38 million yeah, person. Game, game six was on a Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. then it's just it's just been, you know, falling down, falling down, falling down. And uh, I, it was interesting because the 4 nothing sweep by the Oakland A's over nine, the Cincinnati 90, Reds in 90. Yeah. The one yeah. where Eric Davis injured his spleen and diving Marge for shot. a fly ball and Marge shot that yeah. old racist yeah. piece of shit wouldn't fly him home on a special flight. Because of his condition, he had to pay for it himself. It was like ten thousand yes. dollars. Yes. Dick. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> ah, right. Exactly. Um that that World Series, that was a sweep, Jay, between small market Oakland, small market Cincinnati drew twenty five million people. Twenty five million people. This is market five Houston with a lot of exciting, amazing players. And having been there two years ago, they are they've been introduced to the public, okay, Altuve and Bregman, etc. And then you've got the Nationals, who may not be America's team, but it's still market number eight for God's sakes, and it's bumping around at about twelve. 
Is this Mal- a concern? No, because more channels. Right. Millennials are idiots and they don't like baseball. Right. And that's it. All right. <laughs> they, how about we have more? We have more <laughs> stuff to watch. Okay. How about the? How about the fact though that football still commands a huge audience? Forget the whole, yes, there's a lot of channels, things distracting people. Football is wiping the floor with baseball. And that did not used to be the case. Uh, that's true. In 86, baseball still rolled. Baseball stopped rolling in the 90s. That's when it took its dip. And um, and maybe it's because you know fo- football ramped past it? Wh- why? The strike in 94... Hurt baseball. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe That's, taste. Maybe taste just change because it used to be you could have baseball next to football in October, and it was a fair fight. It was a real knockdown dragout between the two. Now people anymore. watch. People will watch the shittiest games ever. Good thing there was no World Series game against that Steeler Dolphin game because oh, that game would have beaten the World Series. Even with Jay, and I want your thoughts on this. The ten minute. Slow down of the game. That she was shut the down. Stupid. What, with the Ryan Fitzpatrick first down? Yes. That one? Yes. That was. Uh, Joe Tessator and Booger McFarlane, they were right one time. They said, we can put a microchip in, in stuff now. Why can't we get this right? And I was like, <laughs> no, you guys have finally hit on something that you said correctly. You two dopes. Yeah. <laughs> it was 10 minutes. I said, yeah, this was- is a fucking abomination. And guys like Scott Lynn, and I love him, bless his heart, as they say in the South, they say that last night was not replay's fault. That was Ron Torbert and the crew's fault. How, why did it take so long? How is it such a, you know, you got to get better referees. And I said, no, no, it's replay's fault because replay is allowed to exist. It's like saying, why'd you invite that asshole to our party? He ruined it again. He, kept farting and the girls were all driven away and he (laughs) dipped his hand into the punch bowl. Why'd you do that? And if you defended that by saying, oh, you know what? Carl's not that bad a guy. It just, he had a couple things last night that were a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. I'll talk to him. I'll get him to behave better next time. That's the equivalent of saying, we'll get better referees to use replay better. You can't have replay. You can't have replay and not expect it to get bogged down in minutia and stop games for 10 minutes at a time every now and then because they're obsessed with getting it right. Just like don't have a party if you want that asshole Carl to come to it and expect a good time. I'll hang up and listen to your answer. I, I just want to know, why do we? Why do they uh, replay offensive P.I.? It... I think three out of seven is what they gave me. But well, didn't didn't Tomlin win one of those? And wasn't it his first one challenge in nearly he, three years? He won the challenge on Fitzpatrick. Oh, that's I the one he, he won on. Yeah, yeah okay. I think. All right. They they overturned the interception on the sideline uh, in the first in the first quarter where uh, what's his name threw a threw a pick. Uh, in the first in the first quarter, right? Mason Rudolph, excuse me, who, yeah. by the way, still sucks ass. <laughs> by the way, can I get a uh, temperature check on your beloved Stillers, the franchise of your uh, oh, fandom? Did you not look see my Twitter? Tomlin was no. fire. I I I, I tell uh, Frank Hanrahan. I said I would trade Tomlin to the Redskins right now for a VHS copy of GoGo Live '89 live <laughs> from the Cap Center right now. Well, guess what. You're not going to have to do that. We're going to overpay for him. Watch. Uh, what do you think the skins will give up for him? First, I'm li- I'm first and a third. Well, we could we could use both. Sold. Yeah, sold there exactly. And there you go. And if that sounds horrific to Redskin fans, and you may say that's crazy, no one's going to pay that much for him. I want to remind you, Dan Snyder pays a lot for things. Because it gets him off. Because he <laughs> thinks it makes him look good. He Listen. thinks it proves how aggressive and how bold he is being. And he's not the only one with a ton of money that pays for expensive shit and brags about it. Many luxury items in life, their expensive price is a feature. It's not a bug. I I, uh, I made a point. I said, uh, 
thinking that they were going to lose. I said, if this game holds up, Mike Tomlin would have lost to Ryan Fitzpatrick, Blake Bortles, and Tim Tebow. That right there are three fireball offenses. Yeah. I just want to know, and I keep asking people, and no one gives me the answer. What does he do that makes him such a scary good coach? <laughs> he doesn't design the offense. He right. doesn't have anything to do with the defense. I, I just don't – why everybody says, oh, my God, if he was on the open market now, he'd be gone in a second because he gives good, great speeches yeah. on Monday. Is right. that why? Because he, he, he gives good, great locker rooms. He I just wins, want to know. He wins at the podium. That doesn't who, win on Sunday. Who who is the other who is the other black head coach in the NFL who's still in fighting trim physically and can talk in a tough guy coaching speak way that sounds like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, let's do this. Nobody. I nobody. Yeah, the other nobody. fat like the other other black coach is like Romeo Cronell when he he got a head coaching job. I guess Brian I, Flores with I was the Dolphins. Say, I feel bad for him. because they're they're trying He's getting cuckolded by his owner. <laughs> I know. So I feel bad hey, for him. Don't feel bad. He took the gig. That's true. Yeah, he took but... the gig. He took the money. I feel bad because he's a brother and his name is Flores. <laughs> he's 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 half Latina. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know that. You I don't know that? that you think that? I just made that up. <laughs> if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, what's up, my brother? And then you give him a soul. Uh, much. You'd give yeah. him a soul handshake, and you'd give the I would, I, the shoulder I bring bump. Him in. I'd, br- right. I'd bring him in for a dap. That's and right. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Dap it up. You do the kung fu grip shake like your GI Joe. Exactly. With the peel back. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, have you seen what's happening at Deadspin? They're closing down. They're basically in the end stage. It's almost like it's like a terminal disease, and now they've been moved into intensive care. And they're on round-the-clock nursing, and you're like, yeah, grandma ain't going to last very long. Today, Barry Pacheski, the longtime deputy editor, was fired because Deadspin has been telling their writers, stick to sports. And the editor and, and the writers are like, fuck that, we got to write about this, that, or the other. And so their posts have been getting deleted. They already lost their uh, executive editor, Meg Greenwell, who quit over the summer because their new owners, remember, they got sold again. Univision dumped them onto somebody else. And they believe the brand should get back to sports. So the question is this, as it's in its death throes. What was Deadspin? Wow. Didn't they break the Manti Teo story? Yes, they did. They also published the Brett Favre dong picks to Jen Sturger. Oh. Deadspin used to call itself uh, sports without access, favor, or discretion, which was the equivalent of proudly running that black pirate flag up the mast in a sports media world in 2005, I want to say, that didn't have anything like it, right? But then stuff like Grantland and the Ringer came in on their side of the block. And? And that hurt, and that hurt them. Social media came to and prominence. So And with social media brought the woke era, which then brought viral shaming, which also brought Me Too and a bunch of other things. And all their writers started caping up for all these social justice causes because that's what the influences were on social media. And they kind of lost their way. Even Drew, our friend, Drew McGarry, who used to be a withering, well, not your boy. My boy. No, no, I like Drew, yeah. but that's your that's your yeah, dude. I like Drew. You guys, yeah. I like we yeah, couldn't no, we couldn't like we, we couldn't be more opposite politically, but that's fine. Um Drew used to be a scathingly awesome takedown artist with his words. And there came a point about six years ago, seven years ago, he had he he didn't have to, but he chose to write a column that basically said God, I look back at what I wrote, and I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't have done that. It was oh, sort of like no, this. Oh no, he did. He, re- he yeah, really yeah. did that. Yeah, I hate that. I know, you know. I know. It was a it was a big mea culpa of. Gee, now I look back at the stuff I used to write, and I I'm I'm sad about it. I'm I'm like shouldn't have wrote that. Now that might be a career preservation move by him because remember, a lot of guys' careers are getting derailed and they're getting disqualified in so-called cancel culture. With oh my God, look what this guy wrote ten years ago, and the world was different. Can it- can I tell you, I, I lost all respect. One of my favorite writers was Greg Doyle. I I loved everything he wrote. Greg Doyle then wrote something. He he hated Dick Vitale 
more than me. Then he met Vital and he wrote this thing. I was so wrong. I, I lost all respect for Greg Doyle after that article. Yeah. Stick to your guns. Yeah, I know. Stick to your guns. I, I, had, I, I, yeah. I had a reach out to Greg recently via Twitter. We've agreed to uh, have him on the podcast. He, he's well, he's buried the hatchet. I've lost all respect for me. All right, well, he's buried the hatchet with me, but whatever, and vice okay. versa. So we've we've well. we've we've played footsie. We're going to try to get him on. Here's the uh, here's the post from Drew. Ready? The reckoning always comes, and it's 2017. He was right after ESPN canceled Barstool Van Talk. Bad idea by them. Here's what Drew wrote: I have written for this site for a decade, and if you dip back into my archive, you'll find posts that are just as shitty as some of the posts that Portnoy had thrown in his face after the ESPN deal surfaced. One time I wrote a post called In Defense of Female Objectification, which featured the standard frat bro logic of don't blame men for being hoardy and that's just the way we are. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Now maybe this is a genuine reckoning that Drew has had, uh, or maybe it was career self-preservation, I don't know. I just hate it that, by the way, only men have to apologize for shit from the past. I hate that. Especially that when, especially when I, I believe Drew never did anything untoward towards women that he worked with, married man with kids, and behaved, you know, as a normal person. He says, uh, there's no I'm sorry for men to offer to make everything right. There is only the action the will to take a good hard look at the man you've been and ask if that's really the man you want to be. You can either reckon with that now or you can double down on your assholery. I promise you the latter comes with a bigger price tag. Uh, He shouldn't have to... uh, I'm going to sidebar. There's a a female comedian named Amanda Seal. She's an African-American comedian. And she... Uh, remember Myron Roll from Florida State? Road Scholar. Road Scholar, doctor. Yeah. Well, Amanda Seal uh, had a thing for him. They went on the date, and Myron was like, "Yeah, I don't like it anymore." She she then said that he raped her, and for like about <sighs> two months, Myron Roll had to dodge these things. Yeah. She then came out and said, "I made it all up," and this chick is still on TV. Nothing happened to her, but for two months, Myron Roll. Myron it's outrageous. It's and outrageous. She should, have to, she should have to have something done to her, but she's a woman, and this to me too, nothing will happen to as her. A man, as a man, Jay, I'd rather be charged with murder than, than, to, than, be, than, than oh, to be softly God. accused, not even in a court of law, with sexual harassment because yes. it, all it takes is a rumor, and then you can't defend rumors, and all these companies that would otherwise employ you, like, oh, we can't have him. That's crazy. We don't have time to get into it. We're almost over time. I've enjoyed our talk today, but guess what, Jay? Well, it is time you. for what it's is going. Time. It's, t- it's baseball time, and it's time for an epic edition of our favorite game called Fuck That Guy. You can now listen along and play with me as we play the intro. Here we go. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, you're up. I, so Sunday night, I think I texted you. I was watching uh, the Sunday night a uh, little before the game with with uh, Tom Brady. No, no, it was Aaron Rodgers with Mike Tirico, a long feature. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Rogers, Mike, Mike Tirico. Tirico. I'm sorry. And you and texted me something that stopped me in my tracks. Go ahead. I Mike Tirico is one of the... Four people I hate with a passion. Mike, oh besides being besides being like a three-time sexual predator at ESPN, <laughs> he is he is an obvious black man whose mom stepped out once, uh, birthed him, <laughs> and he really believes he's a Italian man from New York. And he just uh, he just he's so phony. He just upsets the hell out of me because he's a, he's receiving an award from like uh, black groups, and he's like, well, I'd love to accept this. But I'm not black. Bitch, is you crazy? Are you serious? <laughs> but he's Look not going mirror. around. But do you hate him more than you hate Sean White, who actually isn't black, but says he is? Oh, but it's... You know what? Why would anyone... Being black is kind of tough, thing. So if you want to... I wouldn't know. Burden, Jay, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't walk in I know, your shoes. Just, I understand it can be. Tough. 
I understand so it can be. Put that, if you want to put that burden on yourself and extra 50 pounds, go ahead. But right. for Rico saying he's not, fuck that guy. I'm so sick of him. Speaking of sexual predators, this guy, CeeLo Green. He's yes, quite also, a number, yeah. isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes. My fuck that guy goes to one Gary McCord, who was finally mercifully put out to pasture with CBS Sports. McCord belly ached up a storm to Golf Digest saying, oh, I've been here 35 years, and they said I could, Sean McManus said I could stay as long as I want. He said, he said, oh, they said that the broadcast was getting a little stale, needed to go in a different direction. McCord said, well, that's one thing I've never been called as stale. To which I say, you haven't been listening to my podcast. Your act is as stale as vaudeville in the Catskills, bro. You try too hard. You're not funny. That stupid mustache. And guess what? Don't act like, oh, 35 years. This is how they're going to do me. This is how I go out. You didn't do them a favor for 35 years. They did you a favor. It was the cushiest job in sports, and you sucked at it. You had diarrhea mouth, you were unfunny, and you ruined broadcasts. Guess what, McCord? Go pick the range balls off the back of the range, you hack. Fuck off! (laughs) All right. Very visceral, very satisfying. Jay, our best run yet, all because I bought the right chord to be able to play music. There you go. Good times. Enjoy the baseball game, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening, everybody. That'll be it for today. Good run. Thank you for downloading. And we will see you tomorrow. Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play where you know when you win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been... A small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. Mybookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.